0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state and the White House. You are listening
1: to The John petro Show. Well, good afternoon. My goodness, what an afternoon it is. Let me check the temperature. Is it 48? Is it 49? Higher? Is it 50? It's 51 degrees. My goodness, after a winter like this, you start to feel like you're never going to see it like this. Let that snow melt Folks, good afternoon. It is I, it is one. I hope you're enjoying the program. It's the John DePetro show on this Wednesday, February 24th, right here at AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, if you're in the car, make sure you save that, plug that in, in your car so you can find it AM 1380, very strong signal. Providence North, 99.9 FM, very strong signal. And you can always listen online at the website, which would of course be petro.com. this portion of the program now listen with all the snow and ice there's certainly a lot of accidents if you find yourself in an accident what should you do number one don't panic number two make sure you're okay look at like tiger woods yesterday when i saw that tiger woods car i thought of one thing west fountain auto body did you see the car tiger woods was traveling in let me tell you who could repair that vehicle west fountain auto body if tiger woods if they towed that vehicle to 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Kenny, he would need 10 days, maybe two weeks, but he would have that car. Tiger should contact West Fountain, 401-272-3340. When I saw the breaking news yesterday, that was the first thing I thought of. There's only one place that could repair that vehicle and make it brand new, and it's West Fountain Auto Body. Now, folks, if they could do that for Tiger Woods, think what they could do for you. West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. Now, maybe you say, now, Juan, I have a small dent. I didn't nearly total a vehicle. That's fine. But they're going to handle everything for you. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. So whether you live in Lincoln, Smithfield, Providence, Johnson, North Providence, Woodsocket, Cumberland, Bellingham, wherever, if you can hear this voice and you're in an accident and need to get that vehicle repaired, bring it to West Fountain Auto Body. They'll do it right. They'll do it right the first time. 401-272-3340. I am going to get in touch with Tiger's agent. Tell them, listen, let's get that vehicle over to West Fountain right now. Who knows? For all we know, maybe they've already started towing it over there from across the country. West Fountain, 401-272-3340. 340. Folks, right now it's 1208 in the ocean state. Good afternoon. It is I, it is one, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to thank Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, folks, we start at eleven. I know some people join us during the noon hour, but we do actually start at eleven. That's when the program begins. Uh for those, but uh, again, we you know, you can float in and out, obviously, between eleven and two at your leisure. Now, for those that live outside and you the region, as far as you say, you know what I don't get it. Great on my radio for whatever reason, doesn't matter, not, not a problem. If you log on at dePetro.com, D E P T R O.com, you can just at the very top it says listen live. Boom, you click on that and you can hear the program. Uh, and dePetro.com is brought to you by Relaxed Souls Reflexology Lisa Wood. I want you to call a texture at the website, you'll find a direct link. So, as you're listening to me now, maybe later, you Whatever. You're busy now. You say, you know, what is that relax? And it's S-O-L-E-S. It's, it's not a massage. It's different. Lisa Wood Relax Souls, 401-742-6621. But at the website, Petro.com, you can, it's a direct link right through. It's the application of pressure, the areas of the feet or the hands. So it's incredible. It stimulates the body to heal itself. And what Lisa does is she focuses on, you know, most of the time with the massage, you get on the table, right? And they start doing the, you know, everything on your back and rubbing so much. Well, this is different. This is face, ears, hands, and feet reflexology. Boosts immune function, certainly deeply relaxes you. It's reflexology. And on top of that, it'll help you whether you have a bad back or a bad knee, whatever it may be. Reflexology. Lisa Wood, 401 742 6621. Now, Giovanni Ferozzi is going to join me coming up at uh, at 1230. And then uh, Lynn Miller, the great Lynn Miller, um, is going to join me coming up next hour. But, folks, I want to go to, you know, a couple of things. Um, the, the situation, Barack Obama, former President Obama, is doing a uh, podcast. I started to listen to it a little bit. Um, it was a little... Uh, depressing and dark for my liking but I did listen to it it's a little bit of him and Bruce Springsteen who by the way pled out with uh, the DUI but President Obama describes an incident of where in, in essence President Obama says that he you know once he was very violent towards someone now he says that he broke a classmate's nose by punching him in the face after he called him a racial slur. And people wonder about the violence on the left, the Black Lives Matter movement of violence. And, you know, here is the leader, former President Obama, telling all of his followers, when you find someone you disagree with, you punch them in the face. That's how you deal with it. If someone says something that that you feel is a slur or you take to be a slur, you don't debate them. You don't try to talk. You punch them right in the face because that's what I did. And Springsteen's laughing. And then I'll tell you how twisted they are. So now I don't watch it. But thankfully, because of uh, Twitter, they post all audio. And I I can't say enough good things about Twitter. Someone recently sent me – I was communicating with someone and they said – you know, social media is the work of the devil and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't agree with any of that. I mean, I I literally live on Twitter. I love it. I, I'm not saying there are trolls out there. There's a lot of people on social media. It, it is. It's frustrating. Never mind the people that are anonymous. They just say stupid things. Before social media, people used to just write letters to the editor. Now, as I've talked about, they, they feel, oh, here's, you know, I'll, everyone will know my views, even though no one wants to know them. But one of the things I do like about it, Is uh all the audio and video. By the way, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's John DePetro Show on Twitter, look for that blue check mark. But this is on the view. And again, staying with the theme of the violence. And yesterday I carried part of the Capitol hearing, uh, of which no legislators were killed, there there is a effort to try to portray everyone involved there as a white supremacist. If you were there, you were racist. And you're a white supremacist. <coughs> Listen, when you get 200,000 people, there's going to be some idiots in the crowd. If you have 2,000 people, there's going to be some idiots in the crowd. Some people, if there's 200 people, there's going to be some idiots in the crowd. There's always going to be on both sides. There's going to be idiots in the crowd. They just are. Go to, you know, you, anyone that's ever sat at a baseball game or just, never mind if you ever sat in the bleachers years ago at Fenway Park. Then they just become more, uh, they feel empowered. Never mind they have a couple of cans of courage or Budweiser, and then they just let the expletives fly. Or you go to Gillette, and people that normally wouldn't behave that way, they feel they're amongst thousands. And they throw things and say things and do things they normally wouldn't. So, as we have talked about, that day at the Capitol, yeah, there were. There were some idiots there, but no more than you watched all last summer as Antifa and Black Lives Matter basically destroyed most of the major cities in the United States. Uh, we had our own share. Providence has still not recovered from the riot. And also, keep in mind, Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, he has never commented on the riot in downtown Park. Never. He attended the Black Lives Matter protests The weekend before the riot and at that protest that he was at the Statehouse, they smashed the back windows of the Rhode Island Statehouse. Never, never has talked about it. Loves to talk about the Capitol. He's one of the impeachment managers. He has, and he was mayor for eight years, has never. Good luck trying to find one comment of him about the riot that took place. But, so Tucker Carlson and others, I think, have rightfully pointed out. It's time to call when people make all these wild accusations, call them out on it. You know, like we've said, it was. Most of the people, you had one person shot and killed, Ashley Babbitt, inside. There was no reason to shoot and kill her. She was unarmed. Now, that officer, he was not beaten to death by the crowd. He, it sounds like he had some kind of an allergic reaction to pepper spray and tear gas. He was back at his office. He collapsed later that night. We don't know what that was. The other people that died, one person did die in a fentanyl overdose. And then you had two people that were as we said, nowhere near the Capitol. And they died from, um, you know, they, they were in poor health to begin with. <clears throat> so so this morning on The View, Joy Behart. Now, again, this, this is they need to be called out. They were encouraging violence and rhode island senator sheldon whitehouse we're gonna call him out he's decided that he wants to use his platform to go after tucker carlson fox news but first let's go to joy Behar on the view and she's speaking in there talking about uh senator johnson i played it yesterday claims about the rioters but listen to what joy Behar says about Tucker Carlson the first person that you're going to hear is this uh an officer who lost his life because of the rioters and and one other thing I mean you had Tucker Carlson on television last night saying that there was no evidence of white supremacists at the riot well the evidence (coughs) was
2: clear at the riot at the at the insurrection I mean you had people carrying confederate flags
1: stop the tape there's one blanking flag whoever that guy is Boy, I would like to say to him, leave your stupid flag at home going forward. Listen, enough. Look what happens if one idiot brings a flag. Suddenly, it's like a sea of flags. Get if if I had been there, I would have said, give me that blank flag and destroyed it. Enough of this, because if there's one, they say there's 100. And if there's one, they say they're all racist. It doesn't matter that in the South, that is the sign of just being a rebel. Dukes of Hazard. The, the Confederate flag is that of, like, a rebel. That's what it means. That's why sometimes you'd see it. It's a Southern thing. I don't get it either, but I'm so tired of it. They look for it. I think sometimes they may plant one. One guy, one hillbilly, one redneck shows up with a stupid blanking Confederate flag, and now we have to keep hearing about it. God almighty, they were killing police this past summer. I hate when they start to mention the stupid Confederate flag. It wasn't about racism. It was about the election that we still don't have blanket answers on. God, that infuriates me. And there were Confederate flag- Here we go with that whole speech. I am telling you, I would have gone up to that guy and tackled him. Give me that stupid flag. I'll burn it. I don't believe in burning the American flag, but I'll burn that stupid Confederate flag. Now, I've done national radio where you hear people, you talk to people in Georgia, Tennessee, in Southern Pride and what it meant to them, and blah, blah, blah. I get all of that. But, oh, my God, these stupid Confederate flags. You know, this past summer, I was uh, at one of the Trump rallies, and someone started to walk up, and they had one, where on one side – was like an american flag the other side was that and i said listen i'm not trying to cause a problem here go put that thing back in your car i don't know what that's all about i don't know what you're looking to prove but i'm telling you right now like i am not speaking if you're gonna have that stupid confederate flag because then they just use it against you you know if one idiot out of two hundred thousand have a blanking confederate flag they act like there were thousands of you know it takes on that But listen to what Joy Behar is going to say about Tucker Carlson. Had had Harry Dunn, a Capitol Police officer, a black Capitol Police officer, saying that he was called racial slurs at that insurrection. I was disgusted by what Tucker Carlson said. Stop the tape. That was not an insurrection. No one was armed. It was a raucous protest. AOC, David Cicillia, no one was, no legislator was harmed. Zero. People went inside, took some selfies and left. That's what happened compared to New York City, compared to Minneapolis, compared to Atlanta. Our crowd didn't loot. loot. Our crowd didn't burn down the building. Our crowd would. If this were the other side, they'd still be there. Let it continue.
2: How well, dare he say there was no evidence right. of white supremacy there? There was evidence everywhere.
1: There's no evidence of white supremacy tucker carlson is exactly right that is a myth they're trying to put forward they're trying to embarrass you if you're a trump supporter you are a racer if you're listen i would not want to be part of a movement if it was associated with with white supremacy i would not and i think many if not all people would agree with me but that's why they don't want you supporting president trump now listen to what joy behar says
2: Right. What was your takeaway from this? Tucker Carlson needs to be, you know, tied up and put in the the corner somewhere so we never hear from him again. Um, I have a couple of questions. It's like there's no logic to what he's saying.
1: Really, Joy? Maybe with zip ties, maybe a gunpoint. Tucker Carlson. You know, I I don't call. I believe in freedom of speech, and actually, I don't know if I'm going to say she ought to be fired. But once again, much like. How she was mocking Vice President Pence by saying, oh, he talks to God and he feels God talks to him. Maybe he ought to be in a mental institution. That's what Joy Behar said about people that pray and feel they talk to God. Now she's encouraging violence against Tucker Carlson. He ought to be, what, tied up and put in the corner with, what, with zip ties? At gunpoint or with a knife, Joy? And then what happens? Do you gag him? Do you start to torture him what happens once you have him tied up now if this is not exact two examples folks have given you barack obama somebody said something i didn't like and i punched him in the face joe biden well you know if i had trump i'd like to take him back behind the gym and beat the hell out of him now joy behart i believe tucker carlson ought to be kidnapped tied up and tortured And take and and go after his family as well.
2: Right, Jordan. What was your takeaway from (laughs) this? Tucker Carlson needs to be, you know, tied up and put in the the corner somewhere, so we never hear from him again.
1: Yeah, maybe like Danny Pearl, the Wall Street Journal reporter who was beheaded. What an absolute disgrace! And ABC employs her, and they all laugh along, folks. it, it is disgraceful. What is, I'm going to play it one more time. Joy Behar on The View. Now, again, I didn't watch it. Some people like, I don't watch it. I know you don't watch it, and I don't watch it either. But it's being said, there should be repercussions for that type of talk. Because you can bet if Trump said it, you know what would happen if Hannity or Tucker or anyone like that, or my friends on Newsmax said it. Can you imagine Imagine if I said, you know, Cicilline needs to be tied up and tortured in the corner. What do you think? Why does she get to say that? See, they, they always go for violence. Here it is again. Joy Behar, Tucker Carlson needs to be apprehended, maybe at gunpoint, maybe by knife, but by force. First, you get him. Then you tie him up, subdue him. Then you put him in the corner and start the torture.
2: Away from this, Tucker Carlson needs to be, you know, tied up and put in the, uh, the corner
1: somewhere so we never hear from him again. Never hear from him again. Gee, what would happen for us to never hear from him again? I would imagine that it would have to be that they, essence, killed him and silenced him. That's right. When they go low, we break a nose. I, like, are these people for real now? Rhode Island. All right. All right. Be quiet. Lie. I mean, I've never gotten her. Now, how about this one? <clears throat> Newsweek has a story. Tucker Carlson says no evidence of white supremacy, a Capitol riot. Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse weighs in. They carried Confederate flags and called black police officers racial slurs. No evidence. Ready? Here it comes. This is your senator. Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. Who advertises on this show? Now, folks, when you are a senator and your White House, Mr. questioning um Brett Kavanaugh about drinking games and playing quarters, what exactly does he mean by that, Sheldon White House? What does he mean by who advertises on this show? Does that mean that the Senate Judiciary Committee is going to go after them? This is complete abuse of power. And I speak from experience. You want to talk about cancel culture? Folks, I lived it. How about a four-year boycott that I had to deal with only because they didn't like my views? That's what it was about. That's what it was about. And they still, this is about, see, they are not about free speech. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse As a U.S. senator, I demand to know who's advertising on this show, Tucker Carlson, because I disagree with his views. How is that not dangerous? How is that allowed? See, that's what they believe in. Complete silence. That's how they operate. Complete silence. That's what their solution of everything is that. They don't say we disagree. They say you should. Who are you? Now, I also want to play, um, and we're going to talk to Gio coming up, but let me just, I want to play um, Tucker Carlson. He was talking about QAn, and he's not wrong. So, here it is. The, he says there's no evidence, and, and let me play it. He started playing Merrick, uh, Merrick Garland. Merrick a lot of reasonable. Here we go. To a
0: newly elected government.
1: This is Merrick Garland. That
0: was Merrick Garland today this confirmation hearings to be joe biden's next attorney general merrick garland has a lot of reasonable friends who say he is a smart and moderate person but that was not a moderate statement it was dishonest completely dishonest dishonest enough you should be worried about it there's no evidence that white supremacists were responsible for what happened on january 6th that's a lie and contrary to what you've been hearing there's also no evidence that this was a quote armed insurrection nobody's really gone through the arrests to reach that conclusion firmly until julie kelly did she writes for American Greatness. She's got a new piece on this topic, which we recommend. She joins us tonight. Julie, thanks so much for coming on. I'm glad that you actually did the work that maybe the New York Times could have done, where you looked at the people who were arrested to assess the claim, was this an armed insurrection? What did you no. find?
1: It was not.
2: So, Tucker, I know that you will be shocked to learn that the armed insurrection trope that we've been hearing for the past six weeks is not true. Of the more than 200 people arrested so far, mostly with misdemeanors, trespassing, and disorderly conduct charges, only 14 people have been charged with any type of weapons violation. Only a handful of those people actually used any kind of weapon, pepper spray, a helmet. A riot shield um, against an officer or against uh, the building. Actually, not to not to downplay what they did, but Tucker, only two people have been charged with any kind of firearms violation. Now, when most people hear armed insurrection, they think of guns and ammunition and firearms.
1: That is exactly right, and I'm glad that they are calling that out. The folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, and also, you know, this is where uh, they they are exactly right on that it was not an armed insurrection <clears throat> now senator whitehouse and reed they are focusing on that but senator whitehouse so that's what he's focused on he wants to go after the advertisers of tucker carlson boy there is a surprise he disagrees with <clears> them <throat> so what does he want to do of course he wants to silence them That's what they do. They want to silence them. This was last night on uh, Laura Ingram. In reality, what really happened on January 6th. We
2: need a greater number of National Guard in a crisis.
1: That's Amy Klobuchar.
2: She thinks they may, may need more. Uh, 9-11 was a military uh, campaign planned in Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia and elsewhere, an attack on U.S. soil by people who saw themselves as professional soldiers. There's no comparison between that and what happened on January 6th. So what's going on here, you know, I, I just read and I had to kind of chuckle a little bit because hundreds of congressional uh, members and staff are apparently in therapy over the events of January 6th. They're literally in counseling. AOC. Uh, even though not a single one of them apparently... <laughs> was harmed. Nope. Uh, and uh, so what you have here is the attempt to gin up, to put, uh, to create a wartime scenario yeah. with uh, media propaganda, That's That's right. sort of wartime propaganda to go along with it. <laughs> Even during the impeachment, we saw those concocted videos by the Democrats making this look like it was a scene out of Braveheart, but you had to doctor the videos to create the impression because in reality, this was a bunch of rowdy people walking through hallways.
1: Well, that is exactly right. And staying within the rope, uh, the um, the extensions, the rope extensions. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This portion of our program is brought to by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogie today. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. For all your heating needs. Cooling needs, plumbing needs, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is R.E. All right, let's get them on the line, and it is our friend uh, Giovanni Ferrosi simply because, folks, we need some. I want to hear plain sense of what businesses should, in fact, do uh, with this situation with uh, COVID as we're slowly starting to come out. Of COVID and uh, Gio, I think, is uh, just is so knowledgeable on that, and we're going to have him uh, on right now. Um, hey, this is Giovanni, folks. There he is, folks, joining us right now. The one and only is Giovanni Ferosi. Good afternoon, Gio. How are you doing, John? I'm very well. You, Gio, um, first of all, you are uh, really enticing me to uh, visit. It's incredible. I've never seen anyone make a place seem so uh, in, enchanting and delightful and and inviting. But I wanted to have you on to talk to the Rhode Island business owners, because right now uh, they're not sure what to do about COVID and going forward. How do you operate your business? Um, you know, Dr. Scott, of the Rhode Island Department of Health, still this doomsday. The numbers show that the numbers are way down. The vaccine is available. I Would you give people some guidance on how business owners should operate Say now and then through the spring and into the summer?
0: Well, you know, I've always been a big believer that you don't, you know, reinvent the wheel. So a lot of the guidance is pretty much established. You should, you know, go ahead and follow and mimic all of the policies of the state of Florida. I mean, there you have it in a nutshell. So I just think that with that, you know, the, the, the forefront of the discussion that, that needs to be had and where the focus of the business community should be is to literally get together and um, and, and, and once and for all actually make the march. In other words, march on and emphasize and make happen the opening of all businesses. And if I could, I'll uh, I'd like to add, you know, in Puerto Rico, where, you know, where I'm at at the moment, I've been going between, you know, here in in Florida and home when I get a chance, uh, obviously, to see the kids. uh, The reality is Puerto Rico did the exact same thing. Uh, They got a new governor. Uh, She was sworn in on the 1st of January. He set a timetable about four weeks later, five weeks later. They started opening everything up. And you can't tell that anything is not open. Uh, There's no reduced hours. There's, you know, there is a curfew, so to speak, but it's like at midnight when most people would be done anyway. Um, You know, things like that, and that's just lingering, I think, just as a, you know, last couple of steps they need to clean up. But what it comes down to is that, you know, you have a circular economy. So in order for an economy to work, you have all the components of it, right? Um, You know, this week alone, I had, you know, visitors in town who, you know, need to eat somewhere, they need to go shop somewhere, they need to travel, they need to rent a car, they need to stay at a place, they need to buy something, you know, go to a grocery store. Whatever it is, right? You you have all of the activity that needs it has to happen for the world to operate. And there's just no you know, satisfactory argument for anything to be closed any longer. It just isn't. Right. You have the third highest death rate in the nation uh, in Rhode Island. That has never subsided. You've always been one of the worst performers since day one. You know, you have the state of Florida, which is 28th out of 50. I mean, you know, and that's only because of the population, the way it's made up down there anyway. Otherwise, it'd probably be fifth lowest. Puerto Rico's seventh from the bottom. It's included in all 50 states plus Puerto Rico. In the statistics, we have 63 per hundred thousand and we're a territory of three point two million you have a million there and um and in Florida you know just think about it they are they're at one forty one per one hundred thousand you're at two hundred forty two per one hundred thousand you're still by far uh not handling it right and the only people you're focusing on are business business small business people because big box stores have never been impacted. Right. So, you know, I mean, you're always kind of, you know, uh, not be able to give just a, a yes or no or this or that answer, but the reality is, you, you know, there's no reason you're, you're doing
2: anything you're doing. You're seeing no results, right? There's no results, there's no statistics that show
0: anything is improved. Um, you you know, people can talk about hospitalization, they can talk about you know how many people are getting, it, et cetera, but the reality is, you, the, the, what counts is how many people are
2: dying. Right. Okay. That's that's what counts. That's right. And you are completely uh, way way off the mark. And so then the rest of it,
0: uh, you have to handle it. You need to be open. You know, I was in Florida when they had the Super Bowl in Tampa. You know, imagine all the people said, "Oh my God, what are they doing?" Have we ever heard of anything coming out of that? No. You know, same thing all throughout for months and months and months. Nothing's ever happened off of anything. From the day Gina didn't wear masks mask during a uh, protest downtown, and she's talking to a mic and shaking hands with 10 people to today. It's not ever, there's never been a moment of explosion. The only thing they've ever done is just track numbers that uh, allow for them to um, create a narrative and maintain a narrative that keeps small businesses shut and I just don't understand it. I really just really don't, you know. Big, but big business is the only ones that, that have benefited from it. Yep. And uh, just one other thing, I'm sorry, but the policymakers, for the most part, have never missed a paycheck. So just imagine That's the right. disparity between, you know, two groups of people. And imagine we're both watching something, right? And anything in life, sometimes you're like, "How did you? how are you seeing that and I'm seeing this? Well, imagine for the last year, You've had a whole set of people, 100% of the policymakers, never miss a paycheck, never yeah. had an impact in their lives. It's wild.
1: Gio, what did, folks? We're speaking with Giovanni Frosi. Gio, what is your take on this uh, this back and forth, this situation with Governor Amundo that she still is not confirmed? That's right now scheduled for some time. It could be a week from today, but this back and forth between her and incoming governor. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. You know, I think that, um, number one, if there was more of an
0: indication from the incoming administration as to what the differences would be in policy, um, I think you'd be, you know, more inclined to have a whole state revolt and say, let's get going with this. And you need to resign immediately and move on and not just have, you know, pockets Asking for resignation, hmm. um, I think that the handoff seems to be um, you know halfway. Uh, she kind of—it's like me giving you my math homework to do, hmm. and then I'll do the rest. So you know, she gave the budget. <laughs> so that's kind of funny because you know it's not going to be a budget that really impacts her. It'll be the last year of her administration anyway. Next year, so it's um, it's just uh, you know it's just an odd situation
2: because she did cease. To, uh, to take you out of, you know, out of the
0: battlefield. And let's not, for one moment, minimize what's happened this last year. Uh, people think that I'm too, um, you know, uh, creative. Let's say when I say, oh, it's, it's, it mimics a war and, and soldiers. And I don't think I am. I think it is uh, absolutely a war. I think the soldiers were the first responders and the nurses and the doctors. I think they needed to stay and remain in the battlefield. I think we needed to create hospitals that, uh, excuse me, um, beds for personnel at at nursing homes and hospitals to remain on the battlefield and not keep going home and bringing back whatever it is that's gonna, you know, uh, expose and and have people die of COVID because that's the only way it's happening. Let's not, you know, I had some clowns say to me, "Oh." hope you're glad you went to the Super Bowl and then you know you're gonna go pat, back and kiss your mother or something. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to a Super Bowl and then go back and go kiss people at a right. Like, you know, let's just be honest with what's happening. Um and so from a policy standpoint she ceased to to lead any anymore. Um except for a sporadic meeting here or there. There's no way to get your, your folks off the battlefield. So you should cease command and just move on. I just don't see the benefit of it. And uh you know, I was hearing uh another show and you know and I admire her but at this point it seems to be a one hundred percent difference of opinion um, on, on the handling of this with, with Arlene Violet in my you know in my opinion. Uh, she she keeps, like giving her credit and saying, Well why would she give it up? You know, she well because she's not doing the job. Right. <laughs> right. So so imagine you're running a business or you're running a team or you're running a, a you know a stage or anything. You're running anything. But you're just not doing it. So, but yeah, you have a title of it, and you just want to keep getting a check. So, uh, you know, she checked the box. Supposedly she's worked, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, she's got all this stuff. Why are you retaining the title? You already, you, you already checked the box. Right, right. So I just, it doesn't make no sense. But I will tell you again, um, I'm somewhat disappointed because I don't think the incoming administration, if there were to be a change is going to be too far removed from what you're seeing right now. In Rhode Island, you need an abrupt about fix, and you're not going to get it. And that's really saddens me. me.
1: Hmm. Folks, we well, speaking with Giovanni Ferozzi, G, G, if you were to give advice, if Dan McKee reached out and said any thoughts on, <clears throat> you know, Governor Armando tries to paint this rosy picture of Rhode Island and the economy and doing business, but... Let's face it. I mean, we were ranked dead last by CNBC. Uh, you were part of, if not the driving force, the way I believe, of probably the most successful company Rhode Island has ever seen. One of the most successful. What? What? What advice? What are like three things that Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee could do that could, you know, improve the business climate? <coughs>
0: One begin with strategic initiatives. So the state of Rhode Island has always lacked any type of strategic thinking. So that's why you know, regardless of uh, the degree, I was uh, you know ridiculed in, in, in the process of running for governor by you know people with, with certain tensions. They don't understand the level of expertise and and education I have, and that nothing I do ever is just on its own. It's part of a strategic initiative, right? So, again, just going to give you a quick thing, and then I'll answer your question. In Puerto Rico, we have a new governor. He names his five strategic initiatives. Number one, he's going to put a billion dollars in the Aguadilla airport. Yay, it's 30 minutes from me over here. Number two, he's going to create, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is going to do X, Y, Z, and so forth. So the, that's number one, is what are your strategic initiatives? Force Governor McKee to say, to give you that answer. So in my case, it would have been blockchain, right? That's what I absolutely said. Yep. Create the whole state and have it foundationally built on blockchain. And for those who don't understand it, it's okay. You're part of 90% of the
2: other people that still don't. Yep. It's okay, it's okay. You don't need to. I'm still sending you emails these this day and age. I don't know how it works. All I know is I hit a button and it goes to you, okay? Mm. So, so regardless, strategic initiatives. Those strategic initiatives should be rooted in
0: what we do best. So number one, it should absolutely be to invigorate an economy that's built on manufacturing. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do not let them say you'll never come back. Barack Obama tried to tell you that. Gina Raimondo
2: tried to tell you that. It's all bullshit. Excuse all right. me. I'm, 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 all right. But it's, the reality is, you can do manufacturing. Yeah. Number two is to take the institutions that you have in the
0: state—the seven primary and have them build that blockchain foundation from an educational standpoint that I spoke of so that people can get certified, can understand
2: it, can get hired and begin involved in themselves in the industry. So in
0: essence, what I said is create a corridor like we have Route 128 in Boston or Silicon Valley and now Austin, Texas, where all your technology people gather. So you need a strategic initiative to put people in one place. And then the third is what we do best is tourism. You know, or at least should. And with that, you need, uh, you need to lead the way and you need to alleviate the cost of coming to Rhode Island. There are too many taxes. There are too many uh, barriers to a good time, be it from a one o'clock closing hour to $25 to hit a beach to, you know, whatever it is. You're right. Uh, those would be the three things that I would do. I'd immediately have an infusion of people. I'd have a place for people, uh, 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 hope for for those graduates to to move on into a, a business economy, and I would have you know a a world where vocational studies and um, you know general uh, people who don't want to go on to college would have a workforce. So in all instances, we we create um, you know a circular economy that truly feeds it. And keep in mind, even right now, just to get one more thing was when you when you go back to the COVID impact, what do I see, right? What I see like in Puerto Rico where they take it very serious, but they're open. Every place as you walk in has an automatic temperature machine, has an automatic hand sanitized dispenser. It's all one unit,
1: mm. you understand? Yep. So I open the door, I can't walk beyond another foot,
2: unless I raise my wrist, it reads the temperature, I put my hands underneath,
0: it spits out the, the hand sanitizer and I move on. And like, and they, but, but if I were to tell you that's the case in any of the same businesses in Rhode Island, I don't think it is. They don't have all have a uniform way to do things. And those are where, you know, your money should go to reopen businesses, your, your strategic initiatives to get everybody back to the hours of operation. That should be the strategic initiative. I do have one personal, um, you know, personal request that I think uh, the, the state of Rhode Island should look at immediately. Foxwood's announced the opening of their new casino, which will happen in July of this year in San Juan, in Puerto Rico. It's the first time they've opened a casino outside of Connecticut, and I would immediately Add direct flights mm. to San Juan because they have six and a half million customers. Wow! And they will be flying left and right to um, to Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico now is the owner of the number one flight um, route in the whole world, which is Orlando to San
1: Juan, mm. hundred fifty five thousand passengers. Holy so, cow! Yeah, so I would I would do
0: that immediately because remember with COVID. You're you're restricted to travel to many nations. People still want to get away. And I believe, I don't hold the exact number, but I believe it was like 31 of the the 50 states, their number one destination of travel, uh, you know, post-pandemic, so to speak, or the ability to travel was Puerto Rico.
1: That's Wow. Folks, he is our friend Giovanni Ferozzi. Gio, excellent to talk to you. Keep up the great work. Very happy for Tommy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Keep all right, here, G. Everyone. Stay safe. All Very right. Much. Thank you, G. Folks, Giovanni Ferrosi right here on the John DePetro Show. Right now, it is uh, 1247. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am It is Juan one. It's John DePetro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, remember, we'd like to say if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan ryan's appliance repair 401-710-7096 401-710-7096 ryan's appliance repair now monday i had called booked the appointment who showed up at the independent door ryan's appliance repair why because when you go to shut the refrigerator the thing that then folds out i i don't know what happened the cat did it. it broke off so what did i do did i try to fix it no was it time to get a new refrigerator? No. I called Ryan's appliance repair. 401-710-7096. Now, the uh, dishwasher. You slide it in and out. Could have been too heavy. I don't know what was happen- happened, But suddenly it would buckle to the side and it became awkward, if not impossible, mind you, to take the rack in and out again did i head over to heb depot to try to get no we, we you know i think we actually even looked in to try to send a way to get the piece or something but anyhow folks what i did was i called ryan's appliance repair now on monday came in boom fixed the refrigerator boom fixed the dishwasher you see the pattern here 401-710-7096 appliances they they can things can happen and what and two two appliances that is not your imagination, a lot of people have problems with them, are the washing machine and the dryer. And both can have problems. And the dryer, you really have to be careful, because if it's not working properly, it can heat up. You could even have a fire in your home. Listen, don't take any chances. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today. 401-710-7096 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, folks, you hear me uh, mention, and by the way, I have the audio up governor Mundo. you know i think um this narrative that she's been able to get away with about it's she's she is a real gender warrior it's all about gender with governor Mundo. i think on the national stage if she doesn't tone that down i i am telling you i think she's gonna run into some problems with it now if you if you don't know what i'm talking about i mean log on to the website, to Petro.com. You can see where, I mean, she cuts a video saying women are better leaders than men and therefore should be elected. She held the girls only governor for a day contest in Rhode Island, even though other states do both boys and girls. When she was announcing at her state of the state that she was going to be leaving, she said she sat down with her daughter, she sat down with her sister, and she sat down with her mother. I mean, it's this Women only. I'm the first female governor. And then Hillary Clinton, I was with her as being the first female president. But it is interesting that in 2020, when there were women in the race, Senator Amy Klobuchar, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Senator Kamala Harris, Governor Gina Raimondo, who did she back? She backed Mike Bloomberg. So... I think it's fair criticism to say she preaches the gender thing, which by the way, I believe you go with the best possible person. I don't think, you don't exclude someone because they're a woman, but you certainly don't just hire someone because they're a woman. Like many of you, I'm very interested to see who incoming Governor McKee is going to pick to be his Lieutenant Governor, because The Democrat Party now, the reason why so many people are leaving the Democrat Party is because it's all about optics. It's not about results. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Republican Party, it's about results and getting results. With the Democrat Party, it's just all about optics. You know, Governor Mundo, uh, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. he just did a big fluff interview on Channel 12, how the pandemic has affected her. You know, Governor Mundo, oh, no, you can't get rid of all these people saying you can't replace Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott because it's great that Rhode Island has an African-American woman up on the stage with Governor Mundo. The fact that the vaccine rollout has been an unmitigated disaster, it doesn't matter to them. The results don't matter. The only thing that matters to them is how it looks. You know, one of the biggest ones of this was Cicilline. When Cicilline was mayor, he was mayor David Cicilline, now Congressman David Cicilline. He was the mayor. When there was a problem, what would he do? We're gonna have a blue ribbon commission and we're gonna bring people in. We're gonna sit around a table. (coughs) Excuse me, Where everyone's gonna input. Now, it didn't matter that they didn't accomplish anything. They never solved the problem. That didn't matter. That wasn't their measure of success. That wasn't the barometer. The only thing they cared about was how it looked that people sitting around and they you know, the more the merrier, fifteen people for a blue ribbon commission, nothing was accomplished. If you've ever sat in a meeting with fifteen people, you can't get anything done because everyone feels the need to talk. I've told the story many years ago, before I, I want to just mention folks on the website, depitro.com, which is part of my all state lock. Now listen to me, right now it's twelve fifty-three on this beautiful Wednesday, sun is shining. Spring is, uh, well, still three weeks away, but it is currently 53 degrees outside, which is delightful. God is good. This is a tremendous day. The first day is spring. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, and the first day of stri- spring, excuse me, is Saturday, March 20th. So after this week, we have three weeks to go. My dad always used to talk about the first day of spring. But um, getting back to, you know, I, I've told the story before, but Allstate Lock. You need security cameras for your business. Call Allstate Lock today, 401-349-0042, or log on at the website, which is allstatelock.com. And you can log on to Petro.com. You know, several years ago, (coughs) I was at a meeting. Um, This was to raise money for the Hasbro Children's Hospital. And they said, we're going to have an informational meeting. You had to go to it, blah, blah, blah. You Know the whole thing in the conference room at I think it started at 11 o'clock. And the guy running the meeting, who was from the outside, they used to hire someone to run it. And, um, and you know, I admittedly, because you're on air, you don't sit in a lot of those meetings, that's not a bad thing. But, um, he says, or someone says, I thought it'd be fun, why don't we start off? And we'll go around the room and everyone say your name and what your job title is or that type of thing. Folks, that took 45, I'll never forget, 45 minutes. 45 minutes! And they were serving lunch. 45 minutes to go around the room. Just so, And then, of course, people that normally don't have the floor were like, well, hello, my name is so-and-so and I do this. And I'm really looking forward to this and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, do the math when you have a large number of people. So I I couldn't wait. Like, I can't believe I just wasted 40. That was a waste of 45 minutes. Just come in. Hey, listen, let's get this rolling. Here's what we're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. Something like that. Folks, talking about not wasting time. I'll tell you who doesn't waste time is Brother's Disposal. They're now offering weekly trash collection services. Do you need a purple dumpster in your driveway or your business? Call Brothers Disposal today, 401 six eight eight zero five one seven 517 401-688-0517, Brothers Disposal. Call Roller to Willie. They can get a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook, purple and yellow like the Lakers, Brothers Disposal. Get a purple dumpster at your workplace. Put out some unwanted belongings or on top of that, you can also um, use them. Again, they're now offering weekly trash collection services for your business, Brothers Disposal. Well, this morning, Kevin McCarthy, uh, who I can't wait till he, in fact, becomes uh, the president. Oh, excuse me, the speaker. Kevin McCarthy was speaking out. And then with him was Liz Cheney, who I think her days are numbered. I mean, anyone that followed Uh, But I want to play for you. So the question is, do you to Kevin McCarthy? Now, he is the House minority leader. Once Nancy Pelosi, once I think next November, the Republicans retake the House, Nancy Pelosi will no longer be speaker. And Kevin McCarthy, Republican, will become the speaker. So he's asked, do you believe former President Trump should speak at CPAC? He says, yes, he should. But Liz Cheney is there. And she says, that's up to CPAC. I don't believe he should play a role in the future of the party or the country. So let's just hear it. You know, this is someone, I think she gets knocked out in a primary. And she should be, Liz Cheney. So they're living in the past. Let's listen to what it it sounded like. Here we go. up to CPAC. I've, I've been clear of my views about
2: uh, President Trump and, and the extent to which following, extent to which following January 6th. Uh, uh, I don't I don't believe that he should be playing a role in the future
1: of the party or the country. I don't think he should be playing a role in the party. Well, folks, you know, let's see how Liz Cheney. Now, again, She's up for reelection November 2022. I think by this spring, there will be a Republican challenger. She is alone in that, in that feeling. I mean, even former, I mentioned this last hour, former Governor Mitt Romney, former Governor Mitt Romney comes out and I think there's no love lost there. He's a senator from Utah, former governor of Massachusetts. I've interviewed uh, Governor Romney in the past. He was my first guest when I was on in Boston. First guest was Governor Mitt Romney. But Mitt Romney in an interview said, you know, Trump would likely be the 24 GOP nominee. He has the largest voice. Folks, this weekend is the CPAC. Uh, which is taking place, and the President Trump, as many of you know, is going to be delivering a speech there. And he's going to, um, he will, as Donna Perry mentioned, kind of give out the talking points of where the party should go. It is still the Trump party, despite what the Lincoln Project says, despite what Pork Boy says, despite what our Aileen, Eileen Violet says, Trump is the leader of the party. Trump knows how to win. Trump is going to get people elected in 2022, and then he's going to get reelected in 2024. He is the Republican Party. Liz Cheney can say whatever she wants. She's going to be on the outside looking in. If you're still saying you're anti-Trump, there is no room for you in the Republican Party. Because the guy knows how to win. He gets people motivated. All right, folks, it's Sean DePetro. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another big hour to go. It's a John DePietro show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Stay tuned. One o'clock news. Another big hour ahead. Leave it right here.